For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The majority of small businesses fail within the first five years. As a 20-year entrepreneur, I've made plenty of mistakes. Believe you me. I've learned a metric ton of lessons. I'm Michael Logan, and I'm giving you 10 crazy lessons I learned as a 20-year entrepreneur. All right, welcome to the Common Sense Show, and today I'm going over 10 of the craziest business lessons I've learned since I have been an entrepreneur, and I'm going to jump right in. Here's the issue, is that oftentimes when people start businesses, they don't have guidance, they don't have a coach. Maybe they have read books and they have looked at YouTube, they have some idea about how they want to direct their business but I'm going to give you 10 lessons learned that are so important that will help you to develop your business. And as you know, I like to do it with humor, with insights, um, and with uh, information that ultimately helps you kind of take it in and then kind of learn from there. So the first lesson I learned is that you need a basic business plan. Now, this sounds obvious. I know. I know. But the reality for me is I didn't have a business plan when I first started. What an idiot. Oh, what a loser. It's true. I was an idiot for not having a business plan. But there's no better, there's nothing better to have to start your business than a basic business plan. So when I first started, I had written down just an equipment list and some ideas that I had. And my plan wasn't necessarily that thorough and how I would use my startup cash or any of it. But when I started a business, um, when I but my suggestion to you is when you start your business, you need to have it all. You need to have not just um, a business plan that addresses how you're going, what equipment you're going to need and what your sign is going to look like and what colors that you should have inside your business if you have a brick and mortar business or what your service business looks like 
and how much money you could make if everything in the universe aligned, all the stars aligned to give you this wonderful business. You want to have a business plan that includes includes the following target customer, competitor, budget, market plan, and growth plan. Those six things are critical to ensuring that you have actually five things are critical to ensure that you have in your basic business plan. So target customer, who are you going to actually sell your product or your service to? Who are your competitors in the marketplace? What kind of budget do you need to deliver the service or to advertise the product and to maintain it or manufacture it? And what kind of marketing plan? How are you going to bring information about what you do and who you are to the public so the public can be aware of what you do and who you are and how you deliver it. And you should have that all written out in a way that helps you to understand or you can reference to go back and actually see how you can deliver it. And then, of course, a growth plan. What happens if you grow out of your space? What what could you do or where could you go to help continue to move your business forward, to make it bigger, and to put yourself in the best position to succeed long-term. The second lesson I learned was that location mattered. When I first started my business, it was on the second floor of a live action theater. So just think about a community theater where people act or you have off bands come and play or you have company performances. So you had this first floor that was live theater and upstairs was where my business was. The entrance was a very small door between a walkway and the first store that was on street level. And I had to constantly meet customers downstairs and to direct them upstairs to my place, despite having an A-frame sign. I had an A-frame sign on the sidewalk to point people to where my business was, but you know, people don't like to read. So oftentimes I had to go all the way downstairs to get them to come upstairs and visit me on the second floor of this building. And so, you know, it wasn't necessarily always great. And sometimes people had a hard time getting to me, but visibility is key. So you want to choose a location that is accessible to your customer base and realize that people don't really read. So you have to have signage on your property if you have a brick and mortar space that is very prominent and tells people exactly where they need to go and how to get to you. But social media wasn't a thing. Well, Facebook wasn't a thing when I first started my first business. So because of that, it was hard to get people to know exactly where I was. But nowadays, just make sure that all your social media handles, if you are in an off location, like you're not on a street location, has um, it like it shows where you can be found wherever you are. So if you're in, industri- in an industrial park, make sure you count like three buildings back on the right. Whatever you need to do, put it in all your social media handles so people can actually target you. Location matters. The third lesson that I I learned was that startup money is crucial. So when you start a business, make sure you include enough money for the following. Now, take out your pen and paper or your note on your phone because I'm about to drop some knowledge on you right here. Okay, here's what you need enough money for. You want enough money for marketing for three months, for your rent and your mortgage for three months. You want enough money for utilities, for your equipment, 
for six months of marketing, six months of living expenses too. Remember, you do not want to not have living expenses already saved before you start because you could be making a terrible mistake and not make as as much money as you thought you would. And so if you already have money saved for about six months of living expenses and your business somehow early on starts to generate money and give you money back, then it's just extra savings. But God forbid that you actually need those savings to help you live and you don't have them. That's going to be a problem. And it puts a lot of stress on you trying to figure out how exactly to run your business without actually having to give up things so early or close your business when you first opened it. So make sure you have enough money to live on while you're building your business because it's not really fun going broke really quickly. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. Right. So lesson four is a marketing plan. So we talked about having a marketing plan as part of your basic your basic business plan, but I want to give you a little more lever points to pull so that you can use in your business. So I didn't have a comprehensive marketing plan. I had a few customers to start. So prior to opening the business, I was in a great place where I had actual customers that were willing to come over um, and work with me to start. And that actually made life a lot easier. Um, So I had a few customers to start, but I didn't have a plan on what I was going to do once I opened. So that was the issue. Without a substantive marketing plan created in advance, then it can be difficult to have direction on how, when, and where you acquire customers. So your marketing plan should include all of those. How are you going to advertise to the customers? Like what you're going to use, for instance, direct mail, Facebook, paid ads. Are you using uh, brand what are they called now? Uh, brand reps on social media influencers. That's what they're called. That's important. So you want to have a marketing plan about specifically who you're going to leverage to help bring customers into your business. And then you want to execute on that um, as quickly as possible. You want to have as many poles in the water as possible. Don't just rely on one. If you say, oh, I get all my business from word of mouth. That's great. But That may not last. So you want to have about seven different poles in the water to help you bring customers into your business. Lesson five is a CRM software. CRM software stands for Customer Relationship Management Software, and it makes doing business so much easier. There are so many CRMs out there, some of which that are free or low cost now because of how many competitors there are. But when I first started, there there wasn't many... CRMs out there for business in my specific industry. However, CRMs are excellent ways to organize your sales, your customer accounts, and having a singular place to manage your customers. Meaning when you use a CRM software, oftentimes they send messages to your customer base. They will compile all customers. You can run reports about how customers are paying, which products are the most popular, What's the average spend? And all that KPIs, key performance indicators, are important because it gives you information about how customers are interacting with your business, both time-wise, using their time, and financially, so that you can distill that into more marketing and acquiring more customers. The sixth thing that lesson I learned 
was get coaching. I didn't identify a business coach to help me guide in some of my startup decisions. And I wish that I had spoken to some someone about uh, coaching, about business in general before I started. Frankly, I didn't know that I should do that. And here's a suggestion. Your business coach doesn't have to be like the top person in the industry. And oftentimes the top people in the industry don't want to talk to you when you're first starting out. But it could be someone who's just ahead of you. Maybe they're in the same industry as you and they've already figured out some of the things that you need to do to be successful in general in that industry, in that business. So find someone who's willing to talk to you who's just ahead of you in sophistication in your industry. Number seven, brand message. I didn't have a definable brand message when I first opened. Basically, a brand message is a promise of what your business can and will do for people who basically use your services or buy your products. And you have to make this clear to the prospective buyer. Eight, good budget skills. When I was running my business, I was terrible at budgeting. I should have allowed or allocated a certain amount of money in business revenue for me personally, and then use the rest of revenue for business growth and as well as operational expenses. And that would have included putting myself on a personal budget as well. But it is going to be so key for you to budget yourself both personally and in business when you start your business. Having a budget and sticking to it is critical. No one likes the B word budget because it feels restrictive, but having good budget skills and developing those over time will actually help you to grow. Number nine, the ninth lesson I've learned was you want to negotiate good terms with your landlord. I actually did a pretty good job at negotiating good terms with my landlord from the beginning. I didn't go over budget with my rent. And nowadays in particular, it's important to also make sure you have a good insurance on your business in case something happens that's out of your control, like a natural disaster or uncontrollable events or civil unrest or something. Make sure that you are properly insured. And oftentimes, landlords actually require you to have a certain amount of insurance before you can even rent the space. And they also make sure you put them on the rider so that they're covered themselves as well. But good negoti negotiate good terms because if your business doesn't work out, you want to get out of it. And so you're not stuck paying rent for 10 years. You want to have good provisioning clauses for insurance and, or, and you should get good insurance. And the, th the third thing is you want to make sure that perhaps if you're signing a long-term long lease, that your landlord actually contributes to you renovating the space. It's called Tenant Improvement Allowance, TIA. And you take that money and you apply it either to your rent that's coming up or they give you, they do a part of the work for you. Always negotiate tenant improvement allowance into your leases as well. Number 10 is learning. I didn't read nearly as much as I should have at the time about business strategy and, and also successful business owners. I should have leveraged the resources that I had at the time to do more of that. And so for you, the lesson is that you should read one book a, mo a month that helps to move the needle in your business with your mindset or business strategy. Don't try to just wing it or go, go, go at it alone. What you want to do is you want to just read one book a month. It doesn't have to be a long book. Could be easy book on business strategy. And and you have, if you just do a few minutes every single day of reading, you'll get through one book by the end 
of the month. So these are my top 10 uh, lessons that I've learned over the years running my business. What are some of the lessons if you're a business owner that you've learned yourself? Please leave a comment below and let me know what you've learned on your journey as a business person. If you're in business right now, I would love to hear from it and just put it down in the comments below, or you can email the show at info at the commonsensepodcast.com and then let me know and I'll read your comments on air about some of the lessons that you've learned. So that's a wrap for today's episode of The Common Sense Show. Thanks for listening and or watching. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more information just like this. It comes out on a regular basis. I'm also going to start reacting to some business videos online like Shark Tank videos. I think that's going to be pretty cool. And don't forget to subscribe to The Common Sense Show on podcast, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you haven't joined our Locals community yet, there will be a link in the description to our Locals community. And by joining our locals community, you'll get access to live Q&A chats with me once a month. You'll get access to podcast episodes earlier than you normally would. You get access to our free Facebook community. But until next time, if you don't spend time building your dreams, you'll spend time building someone else's. I'll talk to you later. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.